Hey everybody, Tim here with a very exciting announcement. We are launching the first ever Pub Trivia Experience Hot Seat Tournament. This tournament is open to all listeners who want to compete in our new head-to-head rapid-fire tournament to crown our first ever Pub Trivia Experience champion. Details are forthcoming, but you can head to the link in the show notes or check out the pin post in the lounge. Fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology Facebook group to sign up. Head there today and we will see you on the hot seat. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and we are here tonight for a little one-on-one-on-one, a trivia three-way. And yes, that was on purpose. I am joined by two of my very good friends. Let's start out in Huntsville, Alabama. You know him, you love him. Mr. Mike Mott, how you doing? What you drinking? Chris, I'm doing great. I cannot complain. It is a lovely Wednesday night. It hit 70 degrees here after... uh, quite the cold spell that freaking groundhog saw his damn shadow so took a little while for it to start warming up but we're getting there uh tonight i brought uh i think i had the 10th anniversary of the westbrook brewing company special release beer last year <laughs> on this podcast and so this year i have brought the 11th anniversary uh i was planning to drink it tonight because uh, it's been a little while since we've uh, recorded a trivia episode and I wasn't anticipating it being this warm because it's an imperial stout with cocoa nibs and caramel. It'd be a little more appropriate for a cold weather, but Yum. I'm sure it will still be delicious. Let's see how this goes. Got the sound effect in there. You know it. Mm, that's so good. That is so good. That caramel really uh, adds a little extra sight. Yeah, it's decadence that's what it adds it says it right on the bottle a decadent Mm -hmm. drizzle of caramel and it really does it just takes it over the top that's really good and really dangerous i'm probably going to be lit up by the end of this oh i hope so because i'm playing against you so this is going to be fun 11 (laughs) percent alcohol by volume so Uh, you heard him let's head out to raleigh north carolina jeff my friend how you doing what are you drinking i'm assuming something from the stewhead brewery not actually, I don't. I, I haven't fixed my CO2 tank yet. Ah. So uh, the uh, the home brew that I have on tap, which is uh, actually a fairly tasty Scottish ale uh, that I threw in some Belgian yeast in there. So it's got a little bit of the Belgian flavors while still maintaining some of that Scottish malt profile. But that's not what I'm drinking right now. I actually am uh, honoring a trip to Wilmington the wife and I took about a month ago. So I have this... Uh, Tamarind Double that I brought back from Flytrap Brewing down in Wilmington. Uh, it's uh, I had the the, uh, the other bottle of it a little bit earlier. I know it's a pretty solid beer. Uh, it's uh, it's very very tasty. Uh, Flytrap's quite inventive with some of their beers, so I appreciate them them a little bit. You can't really get their, too, them too much outside of Wilmington, so it's nice to be able to bring them back. Nice. Uh, and just in case that runs out, i am uh, also got a little reserve tank here of the uh, End of Days gin from the uh, End of Days distillery also down in Wilmington. <laughs> so um, I'm going to try that sound effect thing here. Yeah, it was disappointing. No, that came through. I heard it. It came through. We can get you. We can get you an actual standalone mic. That'll help. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't stand by nice. myself. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm. <laughs> All right, Mike. That that joke drove me to this. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. What what you got? There? I am back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back on the beer train. Um... <laughs> I've got the all clear from the doctor. This is my first recording since I got the all clear from the doctor. This is the, a peanut butter chocolate milk stout. This is oh, a, that's right up your alley. It, right up my alley. Wait, what's it called? What's it called? That's not Sweet Baby Jesus, is it? No. Okay. No. This it's called the peanut butter chocolate milk stout. It's from Lost Coast Brewing out in Eureka, California. Oh yeah, right. I know Lost yeah. Coast. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I've never had any of their brews before. This just was calling out to me. 
trying to remember what brewery, what beer I had theirs I've had before. Same. <laughs> oh, I need them to call out to me more often. That's amazing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. and, and Jeff, he, I know he's had the sweet baby Jesus before too, so he's aware. That's and okay. The sweet baby Java. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. story and sweet time. Baby Java. Story time with Chris. About a few years ago, I had bought my brother a uh, a Christmas present, and my brother is one of those that if you tell him up front what you're going to get him, he doesn't want it. He'll flat out say, "I won't use it." <laughs> if you don't tell him up front. He'll be very nice. He'll say, oh, that's really cool. And then he'll hide it in the back of a closet until he ends up throwing it away or whatever. Hard he, to buy for. In other he, words. Never, <laughs> he never brought this back to California or to um, to New Jersey with him. And so it's been like three years. I figure he's not going to use it because it's kind of a frat boy gift. So I'm going to use it. It is a ha! bottle cap holder of the United States nice. of America. And so my thought I've is, seen is that before. there's 76 holes in here. I'm going to fill them with breweries that are local to the area. So what part of California is Eureka and Mike or Jeff, do you know? Northern California. Yeah. This I don't know going. specifically how far north, but I think it's it's fairly close it's, to San Francisco, right? No, it's it's about halfway, it further between, north? It's halfway between Frisco and the Oregon border. Okay. Well, this is going right in that Northern California slot as the first bottle cap in this. There we go. All right. Lost Coast Brewing. I got to call this out as well. I opened this using, I think I've used this before, my Pope Benedict bottle opener. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea how this got into my house, but I am so glad it did. Who cares? That's fantastic. It's literally (laughs) Pope Benedict just holding his hand up uh, with the, yeah. Oh, Lord. That's great. That might be the second greatest piece of kitsch I've ever seen. My uh, uh, Our friend Ben, uh, Mike and I's roommate for uh, junior and senior year of college, uh, had in law school – I don't know if he still has it. I haven't seen it in his house ever, uh, since I've been there. Uh, but he had a William Rehnquist bobblehead doll. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a Herbert Hoover bottle bobblehead that I got at a Nats game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for one of our more standard games. Hello. Okay. Let me squeal into the mic. It'll just, it'll just be on the <laughs> podcast. Enjoy. <laughs> the dolphin says hello. Hello. <laughs> We have something as close to a regular game as you're going to get with the pub trivia experience. It's going to be one on one on one, Jeff versus Chris versus Mike, um, and it's going to be kind of the uh, not not a standard game, but we've played this format before. So it's going to be two rounds of trivia, nine questions per round. Uh, questions one through five in each round, ten points apiece. Standard, straightforward questions. Question six, multiple choice answer with four possible answers, a total of twenty points. Question seven, eight, and nine worth 10 points each as well. Seven is always going to be a quotations question. Question eight is going to be a decades question. If you get the decade right, you get the 10 points. If you get the year right, you get a bonus two points. And then question number nine on each round is a little bit different. That is going to be a closest to the pin challenge. Whoever has the closest answer is going to get the 10 points. The other two, S-O-L. Gentlemen, are we ready? Just to clarify, that's not, this isn't Price is Right style, right? It's uh, it's you can pure closest. Pure closest. Not, pure, okay. pure closest. Drew Carey isn't here, <laughs> but Cleveland does rock, and here we go. Standard lock-in rules apply. Last person to lock-in will be encouraged to talk out their answer. Question number one. What color was originally assigned to the sixth Power Ranger, Tommy, in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I can lock in. Yeah, I think I can too. I'll I'll, I'll lock in. Jeff, talk it out. <laughs> uh, did not watch the Power Rangers very much as a kid, so I'm kind of lost here. I was going to go with pink, but I'm pretty sure the pink ranger was one of the original rangers. Um, i trying to remember. I, I think there was a red one, a blue one. <laughs> Fuck if I know. I'm just going to randomly guess white. (laughs) All right. He guessed white. Mike, what did you say? Well, son of a bitch, Jeff, if it is white, which is also what I locked in with, then that's going to be pretty impressive. (laughs) No, 
I never watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers either, but I remember in middle school a lot of uh, people that I knew that did watch Power Rangers speculating who might the White Ranger be, and they were guessing that it might be Tommy, and it mm. turned out that it was Tommy. And then I did end up watching a few episodes of the Power Rangers specifically for the Pink Ranger. But yeah, White. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they both guessed White. Uh, Amy Jo Johnson, by the way, the Pink Ranger, to point out the uh, the the very very big flaws with Power Rangers. If I'm not mistaken, the Asian Ranger was yellow, and the African American Ranger was in fact the Black Ranger. Oof. Oh God, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> But you're, I think you're 100% right. <laughs> was the Red Ranger Native American no. in this analogy? Because, man, you can go you go for a real racist hat trick here. <laughs> Yo. We consider that a missed opportunity. <laughs> oh, God, we're already off the rails. I did watch the original Power Rangers, and I just remember there being a special ranger, the Green Ranger, with a special, like, a, uh, like a knife he could use that would also turn into a flute. So I went with a green nice. ranger because I thought the I thought the white ranger came in later. So two whites and a green. Let's see what the correct answer is. And Chris is getting the points. The green ranger. Oh, oh man! I think Mike. I think what if I'm trying to remember what happened? I think Tommy, the green ranger, something happened to him. I think he like he went missing or something like that, and he came back as the white ranger. Mm. Uh, I oh you did it did say originally assigned so maybe that makes oh, sense okay. okay yeah all right Chris has got a ten point lead early on here Look we at go that oh, it's not gonna last long <laughs> question number two the world's largest shopping mall is located in what city shoot yeah I'll I'll lock in with my wrong answer oh my, well, my gosh my answer at least. All right, I'm going to lock in with mine. Oh, oh, Mike, talk it out. I am almost at least, I don't know if it is still the case, but I am almost positive it is in Minnesota, and I've been sitting here this whole time debating whether to lock in with Minneapolis or St. Paul, because <laughs> um, I think it's called Mall of America, and I'm pretty sure it's in Minnesota, and I could be completely wrong, uh, but I think I'm going to go with St. Paul, St. Paul, Minnesota. Mall of America, I thought was in Adena. But and I also thought that had been eclipsed in the past few years. Like that was definitely the largest mall when we were growing up. Yeah, because at one time it was a mall quite close to our house, Tyson's Corner Center. But they uh, that Mall of America took the crown from them. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it went somewhere else, and I could not remember where. So I just went where. They build a lot of pointlessly large stuff just for shits and giggles, so my guess is Dubai. <laughs> That's actually a great logic to it. Yeah, so I was also I, – I, Jeff, you've given this officially more thought than I have. Um, world largest mall, I was, I was between two. It's either St. Paul or Minneapolis. I went ahead and locked in with Minneapolis because I've, I've heard stuff before, but whenever I think of the Twin Cities, everything I always hear is in Minneapolis. Like, I don't hear of anything being in St. Paul. So. I need to listen to more Hold Steady. The correct answer is the Dubai Mall. <laughs> well done, Jeff. <laughs> well done. All right. I'm Damn, on board. <laughs> I love it. That was I loved that logic. That was so perfect. Where do they build completely large, useless shit? Yeah, but C Cedar Point is in Ohio, but everything else is in Dubai. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking I've heard of this mall now because it's got a goddamn ski slope in it. Because and of course like, it does. You not only <laughs> are you building a massive indoor ski slope in a shopping mall. You're building a massive indoor ski slope in a shopping mall in a place where the average summer temperature is 120. Yeah, right. <laughs> gotta, scale, gotta sell skis somehow. I wonder about Dubai sometimes. <laughs> <clears throat> now, 10 points to Mr. Woodhead there. We're moving on to question number three. My turn. What is the <laughs> name of Morgan Freeman's character in The Shawshank Redemption? Shit. Do they need first and last? I'm gonna lock in. What I, I, I can, I'll lock in and oh God. I'll lock in. Okay, 
So I guess I'm talking this out then. Um, I was texting Mike the other day about an idea for Boozy Bracketology. About <laughs> this is uh, going somewhere. <laughs> this is definitely going somewhere. About creating a bracket for individual people on the show, um, where we take 32 of their biggest like movie blind spots and put it into a bracket to see which one is the biggest sin. Like I haven't seen X and Y and Z. For me, Shawshank would be on this list. I've never actually seen Shawshank. Um, another one on the list would be Citizen Kane. Is it cinephile? I've never seen Citizen Kane. Huh. I mean, I just got around to seeing it like a month and a half ago or something. So, <laughs> um, But I, I've heard enough about Shawshank to, to try and piece something together. The name that comes to mind, I know Andy Dufresne is the main character. The name that comes to mind is Red. Right, well that... I, I don't know if he has a last name. I don't know if that is his last name, but I know him colloquially <laughs> as Red. So I'm going to say Red is my answer unless you guys dictate or deem that you need more information than that. Because that's all I have is Red. No, nah, man, Red's what I got locked into. All right. So I, that's, that's why I was asking if there was a last name, because all I know is Red. All right. So the correct answer is Ellis Red Redding. So points to all three of us. Yeah, I think yep. I think we all get that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Question number four. Okay. Here's a gimme. When is Black Friday? <laughs> I'll lock in. Lock in. I'm gonna lock in too. All right. I've got the day after Let's Thanksgiving. Let's not one, two, three it because that has bad history with these particular cards. Ooh, can, can, can I tell the story of why it's called Black Friday? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll let you go last. Then, Mike, what do you have? Day after Thanksgiving. All right, Jeff, I have the day after Thanksgiving as well. Jeff, give I, us I, your it history. It is the day listen. after Thanksgiving, and uh, it originally got that name. It was given that name by streetcar operators in the city of Philadelphia, I believe, were the first people to refer to it as Black Friday. Because the uh, Army-Navy football game, and this was back in the 50s, the Army-Navy football game, which was a massive deal, much more than it is now back back then. Still uh, is. Go Navy. And, Go and, yeah, for, for, for a certain cl- uh, group of military households as like Mike's. Uh, a you know it still is a big deal but they would all go to philadelphia which is where the game was played and basically that game would be played on saturday and you would have all of these people <laughs> in downtown philadelphia with absolutely fuck all to do just harassing streetcar operators all day <laughs> <laughs> so streetcar operators came to hate the day after thanksgiving and so they call it black friday and then that, that passed to retail workers who would then also came to hate the day after Thanksgiving because of all the goddamn sales. And then, of course, corporate America hijacked it and the rest is history. But uh, we can all thank those streetcar operators in Philadelphia for giving us that nice little moniker. <laughs> the city of brotherly love. <laughs> Streets of Philadelphia. Now, the day after Thanksgiving is a correct answer. We are all getting the points. Yeah. <laughs> and we are moving on to question number five in round one. Question number five. How old must you be to vote in French elections? Ooh. 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 Uh, I'm going to lock in. I think yeah, I'm, I'm going to lock in, too. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, I guess I'm talking this out. I feel like if... It, if it was 18, that would be two on the nose. French, uh, I'm assuming they are a little bit more liberal with some of their voting laws. I'm going to guess younger. So I'm just going to say 16. Oui, je crois que c'est 16 aussi. Moi aussi. So, yes, we, we all guessed we 16 all got 16. to translate for, for Jeff. Yes. Okay. I, I had the same logic as you, Chris. All right. Everyone's got 16. The answer is 18. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right, fine. Merci beaucoup. Zut alors. <laughs> All right, question number six. This is a multiple-part answer, so don't lock in until you have the four right. answers. <laughs> Jean-Paul George Ringo. <laughs> Just locked in before the question came in. Here we go. The signs of the Zodiac are broken down into what four elements? Uh, 
All right, I'm uh, I'm locking in. I'm glad because all that's coming to my head is uh, the the characters from Captain Planet. Ah, I'll lock in as well. Oh man, um, yeah, the only ones I'm familiar with are water signs, um, and I just don't know how the other three are normally described. And I'm kind of like I'm kind of like you, Chris. Like I sort of thought of you know, earth, fire, water, and uh, heart. Heart. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I might have a freaking break. Like, screw you, heart. You made no sense. <laughs> fire, water, and wind. There it is. Um, um, let's see. I mean, earth, wind, and fire was a band. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, I legitimately, I so I neither know nor particularly care much about the signs of the zodiac. I feel it. I do feel like this is one I should know, though. So I was starting to, I was starting to write them down, thinking I had a little bit of time, and then Chris locked in. Uh, I like, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, the water signs, I'm pretty sure, is Cancer, Pisces, and Aquarius. That seems pretty obvious. Um, I'm like, okay, what, you know, what would like Taurus and Capricorn, they would be probably animal signs. I guess I'll say animal signs. And there's, uh, but then there's, okay, so I guess maybe Taurus, Capricorn, and Leo would be one. And then <laughs> I'm just, I'm totally spitballing here and coming across like an idiot, I'm sure. I don't even know what the hell a Sagittarius is. I should. My daughter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not talking this out. Uh, yeah, I, I, no, I get why you locked in, huh? Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, what the heck are the what the heck are the rest? Okay, Gemini, Sagittarius. I already said Leo, Libra. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is not. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's some that I'm missing. Kingdom. It's really Island. hard to think about this when you're on the spot like this and you're not super familiar with this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Think Weird Al horoscope for today. Um, <laughs> Lauren Carey is so and I know horoscope that was, that for was, today. That was, that was a uh, that was a, a hat tip to to my uh, to our peeps over at the Beard All Podcast, friends of the show. But uh, gosh, I'm really failing at life right now. Aries, there's another one. Uh, I don't know what Aries is. Okay, I'm too I'm too shy. Scorpio. How did I forget Scorpio? My goodness. And I'm missing one. I don't know. Uh, none of these are He's particular. He's on third, Mike. What's that? He's on third, Mike. <laughs> I don't give a darn. No, that's the <laughs> shortstop. There it is. All right. I'm going to say, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to say that. Uh, after all of this, I'm just going <laughs> to say, screw it. Say earth, fire, water, and wind. After revealing all of that stuff, I don't. Uh, before Jeff gives the correct answers, I'm assuming I'm going to go ahead and just say I had earth, water, uh, animal, and and uh, fire. I, I had uh, earth, air, fire, and water. As in, what are you doing, believing in this shit, nerds? <laughs> <laughs> That's your horoscope for today. All right, let's get into the answer here. The correct answers. Earth, wind, fire, and water. Oh, Michael. Okay. I way overthought that. <laughs> I, I lost track. How many points did everybody get? Uh, I got, got 15. Yeah, Jeff got three unless you want to give him air instead of wind. Nah. Nah, th I think they're they're separate concepts. Yeah. One is moving. <laughs> True. Moving air. I got 10, right? Because I had earth and And I think you got water. 10. And you got all four? Mm -hmm. And I got all four against all conceivable odds after I couldn't even name all the damn signs. Which one was I missing? None of them, apparently. Ophiuchus, Mike. Ophiuchus. All right, Mike, before we head into the second part of round one, what's the uh, score update right now? Right now, I have Chris at 40 points. I have Jeff at 45 points. And I have myself at 40 points. Is that right? Hold yeah. on. That can't be right. Yeah, no, I have myself. Right. It is. We, right. Yeah, because you you got the first two questions wrong. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so me and Chris are tied, yep. and then Jeff's up by five. That's right. Jeff's got a five-point lead. Question number seven is our quotations question. All we have to do is name who made who said this famous quote, and your famous quote is, who said, I think record companies are criminals. Well, that certainly narrows it down to the planet. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is why we I warned you ahead of time anybody, Jeff, these quotes Jesus. yeah these quotes could literally be anybody yeah my guess is gonna be pete rose <laughs> um all right we're gonna take a wild ass guess and lock in here that's that's how these go uh yeah i will um <laughs> yeah i'll lock in I wanted to lock in, but I just I, I've got my brain's taking me in so many directions. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- one thought I had was Eddie Vedder just because of Pearl Jam's fight with Ticketmaster, but I feel like that's more Ticketmaster than <laughs> record companies per se. Um, but but then that kind of led me to Kurt Cobain. It definitely seems like something Cobain would have said. But then I'm also like, maybe it goes further back than that, or. Like who's been really – so then I'm trying to go, okay, who got really, really you know, hosed by the record company? And that narrows it down to like half the musicians that we all know in some way, shape, or form. So it doesn't really help a whole lot. Um, there's – like most of these things, there's no logical way to get there if you don't know the quote because there's so many different people that it could be. Uh it sounds a little between those two names that popped in my head. It sounds a little more Cobain than Vetter, than Vetter. So I'm going to say Kurt Cobain. All right, Jeff, what did you say? I'll be honest. I thought about Cobain too. Uh, I thought, you know, okay, it sounds kind of grungish, but then right. I went think thought, all right, no, it's got to be a little earlier than that. So I went back and I thought, all right, of all the musicians that I know, which one of them most famously loathes record companies? And the name that came into my head was Tom Petty. It's so, so funny. I thought of Petty, too. I, uh, I'm, I'm going with Petty. Uh, so I was kind of in the same vein as Jeff. I couldn't get to Tom Petty. Um, the the guy I thought of, I, I feel, seem like I remember him having problems with record companies. I went with James Brown. Mm. Oh, that's a good guess, too. Yep. Another name that popped in my head is Lou Reed. Oh, that's not a bad guess either, actually. But that didn't pop in my head until after I locked in. Anyway. (laughs) The correct answer, unfortunately, nobody's getting the points. Um, It is between Jeff's guess, my guess, and Mike's guess. It was John Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi? (laughs) Okay, my brain would not have gone there. No. No, it would not have gone there at all. It's all right. It's all right. No points. No harm. No foul. We're moving on to question number eight. Question number eight is your decades question. If you get the decade right, you get 10 points. If you get the year on the nose, you'll get an additional two. Here is your question. In what decade was the first? In what decade was the first Glastonbury Music Festival? <laughs> uh, all right. Um gonna lock in because why the hell not (laughs) i think that i will also lock in with a likely wrong answer just to force chris to talk this out god all right so (laughs) like the the first music festival that i know of is that i that is in the pop culture kind of lexicon is in was woodstock that was what 69 but Music festivals are going on before that. It does feel like it's something kind of like a, a post World War II type of environment, um, and like all great things emanate that kind of immigrate from Europe over to the U.S. I'm guessing it started there first, so I'm gonna guess it started in the fifties. I'm gonna say fifty-two. Mm. Jeff, what did you have? I thought it was a lot more recent than that. Um, I think the uh, the uh, proliferation of festivals started in the 1990s, so I went with the 90s. Uh, 96 was my year guess. And Mike? Almost the exact same logic, except I went 97. Mm. Well, this is why Chris doesn't do music. Let's see what the correct answer is. The correct answer 
is actually again in between us. The nineteen seventies. Huh. It was actually nineteen seventy on the nose. Wow. Okay. So the cool. year after Woodstock. Okay. Yeah. All right. Had Altamont. <laughs> I was I was just thinking about Altamont. I was like, it takes <laughs> balls to start a music festival right after Altamont. <laughs> <laughs> Question number nine is our closest to the pin challenge. If there is a tie for how close you get, there will be a splitting up of points. Mm-hmm. Here is your question. How many ounces are in a cup? Hang on. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I- I'm going to go ahead yeah. and lock in. Okay, I'm going to uh, lock in, too. Yeah, I'm... I think I should just lock in and say eight because a pint's a pound, a pound 16 ounces, and a cup's eight ounces. So, sure, uh, we'll go eight. Mike? I didn't have nearly that much logic. For whatever reason, my brain just said there's eight ounces in a cup. So, that's what I locked in with was eight. <laughs> I'm in good company then because I had eight as well. I just I just brewed some iced tea the other day and I was I was kind of doing some math because I couldn't figure out how to, how much. My measuring cup didn't have ounces. It had cups. And I was trying to figure out how many ounces to go in. And yeah, turns out uh, eight is what I had. So that, that means we all split the points yeah. three ways. Yeah. So three points we have beats. three and a third points. Everyone gets three points. We're going to keep it simple. Was, Round down. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> eight is a correct answer. <laughs> three Since points we're all in the nose, I say we just get ten points. That's fine. Everyone gets sure. ten points. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. Anyway. I mean... <laughs> At this, at this point, you could have uh, just give us all the letter Q, and I'm pretty sure we'd. Uh... <laughs> no. Today's pub trivia experience episode is brought to you by the letter Q <laughs> and the number 37. Oh, God, the QAnon people are going to come after us now. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> well, shit, I walked right into that one. Okay. My secret is out. It's me. <laughs> You're Q? After all this no, time. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, mercy. <laughs> all right, Mike, what's our scores heading into the second half? All right. At, at halftime, after the first round, I have Chris with 50, myself with 50, and Jeff with 55. Wow, it's a close all game. Right. It's anybody's game. Anybody's game. Yeah. Here we go. Question number one in round two. What Canadian city features the iconic CN Tower? Locked in. I don't know anything about Canada. Sorry, our Canadian listeners. I do love you. Your country's <laughs> eh? just way too cold. Eh? I love Canada, so. Uh, I'm going to lock in. It's got to be one of two, right? It's got to be Montreal or Toronto. Okay, I actually, all, my brain went to more than those, but <laughs> that's where my head goes to when I think of the big Canadian cities. It's uh, in my head, it's got to be Montreal or Toronto. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that logic is right. I'm saying that's where my head goes to. And the last thing I need to be doing right now is adding more cities that aren't that are just going to confuse me. So I'm down to those two, and I'm leaving it at those two. Sorry, <laughs> Vancouver and Saskatchewan. That's a Saskatchewan's not a city. I know. <laughs> I just went to correct myself, and you jumped on me. The entire province of Saskatchewan, I am apologizing to you. <laughs> Calgary, I'm sorry. Quebec City, I'm sorry. Beautiful city. <sighs> oh, I got to talk this out, don't I? Yes, you do, theoretically. Uh, no, so I, I feel like I've got some vague recollection of watching Blue Jays games and them talking about the CN Tower. And that could just be because I don't watch enough Montreal Canadiens hockey games. And the Expos don't exist anymore. So I'm going to say Toronto. Mike, what do you have? I, I said Toronto, too. I briefly considered Vancouver, but uh, just because they do a lot of filming there. And if they were going to film a you know a skyline or something, maybe the tower would come in handy. But I did lock in with Toronto. I thought that, too. But then I remember I remember Vancouver being, at least the parts of the, the stuff that I've seen, Vancouver being kind of more of a smaller scale city but jeff tell us what the right answer is so i don't have to look it up it's toronto give <laughs> us all the 10 points move us on all right let me just validate toronto is a correct am answer I the, am i the only one who's never been to canada of the three of us 
I guess so, yeah. So I've been to Canada quite a few times. Do you count like a six-hour stop on a cruise ship where we got off, went to a bar, had a drink, stopped at McDonald's and got a Big Mac and then left? Six hours more than I've been, so yes. Okay. Yeah, I've been to Canada. I don't remember what city it was. <laughs> Canadian Rockies, if you ever get a chance to go to Banff or Jasper, uh, one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Mm. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot about your your Banff shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went once with my parents to college, and I went with my family uh, four years ago, I guess, at this point. For the record, one of the most beautiful places on Earth, the most beautiful things my eyes have ever seen, aside from the birth of my daughter, is driving down the uh, the south, going downhill uh, as you're heading to Lake Tahoe from Reno. Oh, yeah. You're driving that down is the mountain, really you, see cool. that is, you just see the yeah. lake is amazing. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, was, that was beautiful. Question number two. What scientist formulated the laws of motion? Lock it in. Go on, guys. I'll, I'll, I know I know what I thought Chris was going to lock in. I'll lock in. <laughs> I, I don't know it. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, sorry. sorry. Science is not a strong suit for me at all. Who was it that said objects in motion stay in motion? Who was that? Like, my head goes to Einstein. But that seems too recent, like, formulated the laws of motion i mean I, this is where i'm at it could be galileo it could be da vinci or it could be einstein so i've really narrowed this down to every freaking scientist this side the- you've got you've got a half millennium to work with there you know mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god it does seem older than stephen hawking if it's anyone this this late it's going to be einstein i would assume uh I really don't know science. Like this is, oh my god, I'm on a podcast making an idiot out of myself. Yeah, uh, I I don't have a way of logicing to it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Einstein, and I feel dumb. Mike, what do you have? Well, my brain went to. I mean, my last name is Mott, uh, which is associated with apples. But if there's one last name that's more oh, associated Lord. with apples than me, I go with Newton. <laughs> Yeah, it is Isaac Newton, though you could actually make an argument that Einstein reformulated yep. a lot of the laws of motion with the theory of relativity since it was a, yeah. a direct challenge to some of the Newtonian principles yeah. okay. uh, laid out. That's in, where I was at, uh, you know, energy equals mass times acceleration squared, so. Right. Like, a, yes, times e equals ma squared. squared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Times the speed of light squared, but yes. Yes. I don't But care. no, they, it's, it's exactly, that's how they teach physics. Three and a half quarters of classical physics, and then the final half of the quarter. Hey, you remember all that shit we talked to? It's all actually bullshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how I remember high school physics. I don't know about anybody else. I should have. I didn't take. I, high I took school the physics. modern physics class. Actually, uh, the the semester elective. Uh, oh god. It was it was fun. They, we actually derived e equals mc squared, and it's the most bizarre, insane derivation you've ever seen. Going through like. 17,000 multiple integrals, like equations that fill the whole goddamn board, and then all the terms just cancel each other out. It's awesome. Jeff took calculus a little earlier than I did in high school, is what he's saying. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we're nerding out here, people. (laughs) Woefully unprepared for this conversation. We're going to move I need differential equations for a living, so... uh... It's true. (laughs) That's true. true. Uh, Isaac Newton is a correct answer. Mike and Jeff getting the points. Chris is back where he belongs in the basement. We'll put you back where you belong. All right. Sorry. Question number three. What breed of dog got its name from a word meaning to splash in water? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What the? F- uh... My 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 favorite my favorite part about this is thinking about the number of listeners that are probably screaming at their phones and or car radios and or whatever right now. Oh, like, yeah. oh you not know this? <laughs> you just got Newton right, you bastards. <laughs> That's right. right. To splash in water. Jeff at least makes sense, but Chris and I are dog people. Come on. <laughs> 
I'm sitting here thinking you guys are probably just going through dog breeds while I'm trying to sit here thinking of what the word for to splash in water is in different languages. Well, here's the problem is I'm going back and forth between the two in my brain and I can't settle on an approach. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to put a time limit on this at some point. All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and lock in my wrong answer. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm going to lock in with a, with a probably wrong answer, too. All right, Jeff, yeah, talk I, it I, out. I have no idea here. I'm, I'm trying to think of words for splashing into water. I'm like, uh, uh, is it the sploosh wasser? That's not... <laughs> that's, not that's neither a German word nor a dog breed. Discuss. <laughs> I don't even know what it is in French either, because I know O, oh, but I don't know... No. What the word to splash is? Splashé. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I have literally no idea. So I am just going to guess Basset Hound because if it's right and Mike gets it wrong, it will be the funniest fucking thing ever. Oh my god, I would be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's my guess. All right. I, I was not paying attention. I could not listen to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 well, Chris, I went with Splash. His wife <laughs> and Sailor, so yeah. Well, well, Chris, I went with Splushwasser. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. no, I went with Basset Hound. Right. Mike, <laughs> what do you have? Um, I settled on Weimaraner just because Maraner sounds sort of like Mariner, mm. which gets vaguely close to water. And for whatever reason, it kept coming through into my head, even though I was going, I kept going across multiple other dog breeds. Anyway, Weimaraner. Yeah, that's a good guess. Because sure, why not? Yeah, I went with a, a, a breed that sounded, you know, not based in English. Uh, and it's a breed that I know for a fact my dog Coco is part. And I went with Sharpay. Hmm. Mm. It's right. not right, but I went with it. You never know. That I, th- I think that dog was named for a marker, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We overthought this so hard. What? Your correct answer is poodle. Flashing in water, though. No! <laughs> it did not okay, get its name fine. for the mispronunciation of puddle. There is no way. <laughs> well, the mispronunciation of puddle. Flashing in water. Yep, I love it. <laughs> the dumbest possible way to name a dog breed. <laughs> yep. All right. Question number four. Listeners, seriously though, like if you can't, if you knew that right away and were laughing at us, please come to the lounge. Yeah, really. For fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology on Facebook, and tell us how much idiots we were. Oh just my there. god, that was bad. That how was did we great. not? Th- how did I not think of Poodle? I got the Sharpay before I got the Poodle. <laughs> and, it, and also come to the lounge if you do happen to own a Sploosh Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Jeff, I think that's a sex toy. We're moving on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, that the point remains. If you do right. happen to own a sploosh fossil, <laughs> all right, we're off the rails, Chris. Bring us back, please. All right. Reeling us back in. Question number four: Who is the builder of the first motorbike? There's no hint in there. You just have to know who built the first motorbike. Jesus. Okay. I'm gonna lock in. I am also going to lock in. <laughs> my, Jeff, my, my, my mind is going to either Mr. Harley or Mr. Davidson. Uh, <laughs> then I think like hmm, the Wright brothers were bike people. Maybe they had a second second act. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's kind of unlikely though. Um, I know the Indian company was one of the first uh, manufacturers of bikes. I don't know if we're looking for a person or a company here. So, I don't know. Um, it did say who, so I would assume that's looking for a person. That was my interpretation. Doesn't mean it's right. Maybe it was Topper Harley. 
Are any Hot Shots fans out I here? I love Hot Shots. I, I got you. I, I wasn't trying to dignify that with a response. We've already gone off the rails enough tonight. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go with. Uh, I'm just gonna guess Harley because why the hell not? I don't know. Mike. I guess Davidson because my brain went to the exact same place, but I went the other direction. What's really funny is I also thought of the Wright brothers because I was like, they're oh, white funny. people, maybe. And then I thought of like Schwinn, maybe. And I, my brain went all kinds of places, but I, I ultimately was like, maybe it's Harley or Davidson. And I said Davidson. Uh, yeah, we're in the same boat, Mike. I We're all in the same boat. Harley or Davidson. I went with Davidson because I didn't know if Harley was a first name or a last name. I'm pretty sure Davidson's a last name. And last names mm. count. Let's see what the correct answer is. If this is Harley. I'm going to be so pissed. Your correct answer. I can't believe we didn't get this right. Sylvester Howard Roper. Oh, the Who's Sylvester that? Howard Roper. How did I miss that? Mm. He he was later their landlord on Three's Company. <laughs> Other than not get Sylvester. Oh, my Lord. All right. All right. Not every question is going to be a winner. We're moving right along. Question number five. Lumpia, L-U-M-P-I-A, is a favorite dish of what culture? I liked the other card better. Me too, Mike. What's going too. on on this card? Like, that's I don't know. vague as shit question. Oompa, Lumpia, Lumpia. <laughs> Sorry. Mike I don't know. I'm going to lock in, lock in with a random ass guess here. All right. Jeff is locked in. All right. Yeah, I'm going to lock in, too. Yeah, I have. I can't even get to a continent right now. I'm I'm torn between. Is it? it this sounds European. Doesn't it? It could be South American though as well. I don't really know. Um, Lupia sounds Mediterranean. Maybe. Uh, if it was, I feel like if it was Italian, I grew up in an Italian family. I would have heard it. It doesn't sound Greek to me. Uh, we have a lot of Greek food in the area because the sponge docks are around the corner, and we have a huge Greek population. It's not. I don't think it's Greek. What else is over here, over there? It could be Spain. It could, it could be Spanish. It could be Portuguese. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick there. I'm, I'm, I'm overthinking it. I'm going to go with Spain. Yeah, I went with the Spanish language as well, but uh, a, a different location for it. I went with Argentina. Not a bad guess. Mike, what do you have? Yeah, good guess. Uh, Lumpia, for some reason, took my brain to Olympia, which then took me to Olympus, which made me guess Greek, although in that logic it would be called Lumpus instead of Lumpia. You're right, it doesn't really sound Greek, but I just didn't re really didn't want to talk it out, even though I'm kind of doing it now, but... I just said Greece because I have no clue. Would it make you feel better if we were a world away? Like, not what is even it, close. Japan? Close. Filipino. Filipino. Ah, okay. Hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Well, Spanish. Spanish language. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still not close. <laughs> Moving right along here. Question number six. Your multiple part answer. Four answers is what we're looking for. Worth 20 points. Name the four main protagonists in the film Mean Girls. Oh, God. Fucking kill me. We, we talked Gosh. earlier about Chris's uh, blind spots, film blind spots. Mean Girls is on there, too. I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you this. I'm going to just write down four girls' names, and hopefully the four main protagonists are girls. <sighs> Can I give you the actresses? Does that count? I can tell right, you the actresses. Yeah. I could name a couple of them, but no, I need to name. I can name characters. all four. I'm going to go ahead and lock in. All right, I have picked my four random girl names, so I will lock in. Jeff, it's up to you, sir. All right, so this is a little bit of a awkward one because there aren't just four protagonists in Mean Girls, right? There's Katie Heron, uh, it's Lindsay Lohan's character. There's my God. Uh, he remembers Lindsay Lohan's character's name. He's way ahead of me. There's uh, Regina George, which is Rachel Adams' uh, character. That's you know obviously going to be the answer, be an answer as well. Um, then it gets a little bit difficult because do you want then to to name the rest of the plastics? Uh, in that case, I'm 
lost because I know Gretchen Gretchen Wiener, but I don't know the other one. I think it's Amanda Seyfried's character, who is uh, I don't know what the fuck her name is. Uh, but then there's Lizzie Kaplan's the character. Game. Lizzie Kaplan's Lizzie Kaplan's character is named Janice Ian uh, after the punk ah. singer, I guess. Ah. Uh, I is also I mean, she counts as a protagonist because she's kind of one of the people pushing Katie into the the plastics group to destroy Regina George or whatever. So I think she counts as a protagonist more than the girl whose name I don't rec- don't remember. So I'm gonna go with Katie Heron, Regina George, Gretchen Wiener, and Janice Ian. That's my final <laughs> guess. And God damn it, I deserve all twenty points for that. Okay, so I went with four girl names. I have Cheryl, <laughs> Colleen, Stacy, and Mindy. Stacy is actually kind of ringing a bell for that other one, but I don't know. <laughs> I got the Stacy because of um, her mom. <laughs> I wish that was how. No, wasn't there a kid? Wasn't uh, Stacy? Wasn't that one of the actresses in Clueless? Is Stacy Dash? Yes, Stacy Dash. Yeah, yeah, that that's why I got there. It was there all right mike what do you got so chris your your the fact that you haven't seen the movie at least makes your answer acceptable i have seen the movie once it was fine um regina george i should have pulled uh katie here and i never would have pulled i could not have told you Lindsay lohan's character uh regina george i should have pulled but i couldn't uh so i just locked in with four random girl names claire beth Susie, and jessica because i pulled a <laughs> random names out of, out of my ass obviously played by uh rachel mcadams Lindsay lohan amanda seafried and Lacey chabert Lacey chabert uh, that's uh, that's gretchen i didn't yes I didn't that's remember. gretchen i couldn't have told you her character name but as soon as you said that i was like that's Lacey chabert's character yep <laughs> so um first off i did find out earlier this week uh, through watching something on Instagram. It's not Lindsay Lohan. Apparently, it's Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So That like, makes sense. She posted something that was actually, hi, I'm Lindsay Lohan. I'm like, whoa, I've been saying that name wrong for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what were your four answers one more time as you finish your gin? Katie Heron, Regina George, Gretchen Wiener, and Janice Ian. Jeff is getting 15 points. Mike and Chris are getting zero. Right. What was what was the uh, did, did they want us to name Amanda Seyfried's character? I guess it was. Uh, so they have Katie yes. Heron. They've got Regina George, Gretchen Wiener, Wieners, sorry, and Karen Smith. Karen Smith. God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. How many times have you seen Mean Girls? I've literally seen it once. He's never three seen it actually. Okay. I say three, three or four times. Okay. okay. It's good. I, mean, I, I really, yeah, I really like the movie. I've just never gone back and seen it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, give us a score update before we continue on with this, what's turned into a schlacking here at the second half. Yeah, well, uh, technically, I am not out of it. Well, technically, neither one of us are out of it. You could theoretically tie, Jeff. Definitely not out of it. Uh, Chris, you have 60 points. I have 70 points. And Jeff, uh, who was leading by five, is now leading by 20. He has 90 points. All right. Question number seven is your quotations question. And here's where Jeff locks me out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Who said the following quotation? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. There's where Jeff locks us all out of the game. Okay, so do they want the actor I'm... or do they want the character? <laughs> or do they want the author? Oh, that's also a good point. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and lock in. I will also go ahead and lock in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I mean... I feel like it's the kind of thing where they're just going to say Tom Hanks. <laughs> so, ah. but, uh, I mean, I think if you want to get all technical about it, Winston Groom and Forrest Gump should be acceptable answers as well. <laughs> Mike, what'd you have? Uh, I locked in with Forrest Gump because I've never read the book and I don't know a hundred percent that Winston Groom wrote those exact words. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But the, and not to mention, it's very important not to put the words of a character into the words of the author. So, fair, fair. <laughs> so I'm going. Off, I'm going off my memory of the movie. Um, I know those words came out of Forrest Gump's mouth, but he always he said that Mama always said. So I actually locked in with Forrest Gump's mom. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That 
I want you to be right on that because that's actually a very good point. <laughs> the other thought there is that for me to be for me to be right and you to be wrong is the only way I'm going to stay in this game. So I try to come up with something one level removed from where you guys went to. <laughs> that's a great no. That's a great point though. If I'm wrong, I'm protesting though. No, I, I honestly think that all three of us deserve the points for this. I would agree. But... <laughs> I would agree. Uh, the correct answer is Forrest Gump. Right. All right. We, we all 100. I mean, we are all children who were born in the early 80s, which means we all probably we all saw Forrest up. Gump in yes. theaters. Yep. It was. Uh, yep. It was. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I'll leave that up to you if I get the point. Doesn't matter. Jeff just. No, no. Yeah, we all we all get the point. On that one. <laughs> we all 100 percent do where that quotation was from. Yeah. Well, it was way the hell easier than John Bon Jovi. Question number eight. Is your decades question again? Ten points to get it right, get the decade right, an additional two bonus points if you get the year. Ooh, in, I forgot about the plus two. I'm still in the game. In what decade was the fashion brand Armani founded? And I'm out of the game. <laughs> Hang on, I need to. Uh, can, can I phone a friend? Uh, no, you're writing. No. <laughs> yeah, I know my wife would know this. Ah. <laughs> uh, Shit. I'm going to go ahead and lock in my wrong answer. I will also lock in with my wrong answer. Jeff, stop looking for help. Uh, one, th- one thing about <laughs> these fashion brands is they're all older than you think they are. Yep. Like Armani's probably like 30s or some shit. Maybe a lot. Uh, of I don't know. That would be like that'd be fascist. So <laughs> Hugo <laughs> Boss designed. <laughs> Fun fact: Hugo Boss designed the Nazi uniforms. Uh, so it's not entirely impossible. Uh, you know, Coco Chanel flirted with Nazism as well. So, um, the idea that the Armani house would come out of fascism isn't super shocking, I suppose. So fuck it. I'm just going to say 1930s and 1934 will be my answer. Mike. I went exactly half a century later. Uh, Jeff, probably, I'm going to venture to say, even in spite of his uh, wife knows relatively little about fascism, I know approximately 110% less than Jeff about fashion. So <laughs> I, said 19, I said 1984 just because I thought it was funny. I don't know. <laughs> I split the difference here. I had 1952. I figured maybe it's post-World War II recovery, so... Mm, that's also nah, plausible. Reasonable. All right, let's see. And the correct answer was 1975. Ah, Nobody gets oh, the points. Oh, wow. No one gets points. That is way later than I thought it would be. I, You know, I realized what I did. I was mistaking Armani and Versace. Versace's the guy that Versace's, got assassinated, right? right, yeah. And so I was sitting here thinking, oh, Versace. Well, he got, you know, he was assassinated in the mid-90s, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that that was where my brain was but i just yeah like nope. i said i know nothing about fashion i i'd love to say i buy my clothes from somewhere but i wear the same clothes for forever so and is mastermo in jail still i keep forgetting what what Massimo. those were words mastermo <laughs> the uh Wait. what's his name's wife the fashion designer for the the college admission scandal Uncle Jesse's wife's real high life husband. Oh God, I don't know designer. what her, I I don't know what Lori Laughlin's real life husband's name is, nor do I care. Something Massimo. Maybe. He has the Massimo clothing line. Oh my God, I'm done. There's a oh, Massimo wow. clothing clothing line. I don't know this. Yeah, that was like big in the early '90s when you know it, when, it was what all, when Uncle Becky was also big. Yes, okay. Fair. It was it was what all the cool kids wore. <laughs> That's why Mike doesn't know. Okay. You think I know any? I was gonna say you think I know anything about the cool kids work? It was, it was that and like oh, Stussy or brilliant. some shit. I don't know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our last question of the episode before we crown Jeff our champion. Right. <laughs> How old was Abraham Lincoln when he was assassinated? For fuck's sake! Are you kidding me right now? I can I can do some quick math and lock in. With an 100% correct answer. God, I, I'm i just going to lock in with my with uh, with my wrong answer then, because there's no point. Jeff, talk it out. 
Yeah, when was Abraham Lincoln born? And clearly Mike knows this and I don't. So uh, I want to say it was like 1808, maybe. Uh, obviously he was shot in 65. We all know that. So um, that would make him 50. Hang on. Doing some math. Doing math. <laughs> uh, I, I can't math right now. I'm too fucking drunk. Uh, yes, I was saying <laughs> so that's why it took I'm me a second. I'm just going to say like 57, <laughs> I think, right? Yeah, 57. Sure. All right, 57 I'm, is my answer. You're God kind of in it. the same boat, Jeff. I am a little bit younger. Adam at 55. Mike, what do you have? I, I split the difference. Abraham Lincoln was born February 12th, 1809. He was shot in mm. April of, eight, of 1865, making him 56 years old. And 56 is a correct answer. You're right. Yep. Mike, same day as Charles Darwin, by the way, in terms of birth. Like same exact day? Same exact day, February 12th, 1809. Okay. That's one of my favorite trivia facts. That huh. That's spiffy. That's... Well, there you go. Well, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take my random question <laughs> at the end that made made this somewhat respectable. But For one of us. The other one of us one, is still uh, lagging pretty know. far behind. That second <laughs> round was full of just random shit. It really so was. was. We, 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 got, we got a whole lot of nothing for a lot of that second round. And oh. I'm sure embarrassed the hell out of ourselves. But had a, I had a great time. I had a good time. Mike, what's Jeff? the final score? Yeah. The final score is Jeff wins with 90 points. I come in a reasonably close second with 80 points. And Chris is reasonably close to second with 60 points. 70 points, excuse me. Reasonably close. I'm doing a bunch of math wrong. Jeff had 100. I missed. I forgot about the second, the seventh question. We all got right. Jeff had 100 points. I had 90 points and Chris had 70 points. Okay. So not too bad. I'm going to take that as a win for Chris, even though I came in dead last. If I can, if I can come close to matching wits hey, with you two, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about myself. You're right. You're out of drinking practice, man. It's all good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We'll loosen up liver. those neurons. That's right. We will blame my liver. But uh, gentlemen, hell of a game. That was a lot of fun. Go go yes, mix yourself a splooshwasser. <laughs> a splooshwasser. <laughs> Find the splooshwasser, the official drink of the pub trivia experience. The pub trivia experience. On the lounge for fans of the pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology on Facebook, Jeff, I am tasking you with creating the actual drink, and then we will all drink it next time we record. I I wholeheartedly support this idea. Five dog hairs. I have dogs. You don't have dogs. I don't have dogs. I have have, have to use cat hairs. I I can I yeah I have plenty of dog hair to send you. Uh, yeah, really I mean, cat, cat hairs are in fucking everything around here. So if it yep. could somehow be just a combination of whiskey and nothing else, that'd be great. Because I have that. <laughs> yeah, just just whiskey and you sploosh a little Vosser in it. <laughs> well, they call it the hair of the dog for a reason. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. so, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed the show here tonight. We had a good time. If you can't tell. Uh, if you want to, if you, if you're enjoying the show and you want to kind of give back a little bit, a couple things you can do. One, if you have the financial means to do so, uh, Patreon.com/PTEBB is your exclusive home for all of our bonus content, not just the pub trivia experience, our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology, bonus brackets, bonus trivia dropping there throughout the month. Uh, honestly, the uh, you can start by giving as little as you want. Uh, the actual bonus content becomes available at just five bucks a month. If you have the financial means to do so, every little bit helps as we try and bring more of this content to you on a more regular basis. If you can't help right now, listen, we talked about it earlier. The world's going absolutely crazy right now. If you can't help financially, we get it. Do me a favor, five-star rating, write us a review. Um, but more than anything else, stay safe out there. Watch out for your family. Say a prayer for those that are in danger because there's a lot of them right now. But we're here to hopefully lighten the load a little bit. Hopefully you had a good time. Hopefully we at least made you laugh. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I'm Mike. And I'm Jeff. Have yourself a douche-blosher. What, what, what was it, Jeff? <laughs> Sploosh-vosser, I like Chris. mine better. Douche-vosser. Douche-vosser. is a completely douche different thing. Douche-vosser is but yeah, Jeff, a little... We had uh... one of those, too. Practice safe sex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. For the good of all Cree, have a good one. (laughs)